Hi, Charles here from Nerve of the Phone Podcast, and you are listening to Tokyo Munchies Podcast, hosted by Kyle, here on the IndieBlastNetwork.com and on Anchor.fm. Stay tuned and get yourself some Tokyo Munchies! Hey guys, Happy New Year's and welcome back to the Tokyo Munchies podcast and welcome 2021. It's going to be a great year guys, I can feel it already. So I know we missed Wednesday's normal podcast day, but ah oh well, it's the New Year's. Taking a little bit relaxed, a little bit chilled before we get right into the beast, which this year will be. It's going to be a great year guys. I can feel good things happening, it's going to be fantastic. So today I've got something different for you, something totally new. It's a little bit of an experiment, so we're going to try it and see how we go. It might work or it might not. So we'll just have a we'll have a try. Oh, that's pretty cool. Anyway, so guys, getting straight into the heart of the beast. This is going to be a longer podcast today. I'm not going to worry about commercial breaks. We're just going to go straight into it and then end it. So it might get a little bit too much for you. If it is, if you get a sugar overload, if you get a sugar rush, just bail out anytime. It's fine. So here we go. Tokyo weather, here we are Friday in Tokyo, it is 4 o'clock, it's saying it's clear, but it's not, it's cloudy, it's overcast, but also, which is really cool, weather-wise, so I think last month we had the uh, Jupiter and Saturn conjunction, where the two planets almost aligned, and they were like really close to each other, that was super cool, I got to see that a few days in a row, that was really, really nice. Tonight, apparently, we have the um, triple planetary conjunction. I'm not sure if conjunction is the right word there. But um, yeah, we've got Venus, sorry, uh, Jupiter, Saturn, and I can't remember who the other guy is. Mars or Venus or somebody? But there's three planets. One planet's going to scoot past the other two quickly, and they're going to be pretty close. I think this is going to happen again in February. I'm going to jump outside in about 30 minutes. Actually, I'll probably missed it. I'll go and have a quick look anyway. I'm going to go outside and see if I can see it. should be interesting. So let's get into it. So Tokyo, it's Friday, it's 4 o'clock, the weather is clear, but it's not, it's cloudy. Precipitation at 10%, yeah, that's about right. Humidity is at 42%, and wind at 1 meter per second. Not the nicest weather out there, it was like, it's 5 degrees, actually no, it's 3 degrees, almost, I almost skipped that. It's 3 degrees, real feel is minus 1. Uh, for you guys in the US of the A, that's 38 degrees Fahrenheit. I'm not sure if that's hot or cold, but I'm assuming it's cold. But yeah, 3 degrees, real feel is minus 1, so it's chilly, it's nasty. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it for the Tokyo weather. Let's get into the Japan news. Japan news number 1, number 2, and number 3. South Korean court orders Japan to compensate former comfort women. Really? This has been going on for so long now. My god. I thought they dealt with this a while ago. So I don't really want to get into this. I'm not going to make any comments or any opinions. I'll just read it from the news and we'll keep moving on. Um, Seoul. The Seoul Central District Court on Friday ordered the Japanese government to pay damages in full to 12 former comfort women. The first such ruling which has been reached in a lawsuit filed by former comfort women in South Korea against Japan. The women are each claiming 100 million, <clears throat> 100 million yen. 
they probably are entitled to more than that i would think so but yeah as i said i'm not going to comment on that we're just going to keep moving forward to try to keep positive uh japan news number two japan ruling party adopts new campaign measures against remote roadside speeches oh this one's sounding good the Liberal Democratic Party is trying out new campaign strategies centered around live streaming stump speeches to the streets and online discussions with its organizations in rural areas, with the terms of office for House Representative members expiring next October this year's election. Blah, blah, blah. Now, I'm not sure if you've um, been to Tokyo or you've been to Japan. Um, the Japanese are quite fond of vocal public displays <clears throat> not the general people the general populace but um governments uh religions uh people trying to buy your old washing machine they'll ride they'll drive past your house night and day at any time <clears throat> in a little k truck k truck k is like small car they'll drive past your house any time of the day or night with this loud speaker blaring at you Hey, if you want to get rid of your washing machine, your TV, your stereo, your VCR, your PC, we'll take it off your hands. They don't really mention a price, I don't think, but um, it's a little bit of a contentious issue because some older person hears this or they know the truck's going to come around. They, they can hear it. It's really, really loud. It's really annoying because it doesn't drive. The truck doesn't drive past quickly. It drives past really, really slowly. And they're blaring this at you non-stop on repeat. So the reason why it's a contentious issue for is um, so an older person hears a truck coming and they're like, oh, I've got this old TV I want to get rid of. I live on the fourth floor of this building. They pick it up. They carry it all the way down the stairs or maybe if they're lucky, elevator. Get out to the street, side of the road. But before the truck comes, they're waiting. Truck comes. Guy's like, yeah, okay, we'll take it off your hands. That'll cost you 30 bucks or 3,000 yen or 50 bucks, 5,000 yen. And you're not, ex these older people aren't expecting to get stuck with that price straight away. And it's, you've got two options, you either pay and they take it or you have to carry it back upstairs to your house. Most of the time, these people, the elderly people, they just couldn't be bothered. I understand, it's, it's a pain. So you just pay and you get rid of it. So that's one part about this um, remote roadside speeches thing, which is a little bit irritating. And as I said, Japanese are quite vocal. If you're ever in Tokyo during election time, same type of thing. Um, you've got these vans rolling around all over the place with these loudspeakers just blaring their party's policies at you. Also at major train stations, there'll be a van set up. And on the roof of the van, with all the banners around it, there'll be the, polit the, the politicians trying to be elected for their area. And they'll have a loud, they'll be wearing white gloves. It's all very professional. Suits, white gloves. They'll be holding a bullhorn. And they'll just be spouting their party's policies at you at really, really loud levels, man. It's crazy. It, you can't even hear yourself think. <clears throat> I've got my headphones on. I'm listening to some, some fresh Metallica. And I can't even hear that like, nothing else matters because all I'm getting hit with is rah, 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 rah. So, um, <clears throat> they're hoping to uh, 
curve that to um, put some restrictions on that because it's quite annoying. It's not <clears throat> it's not really fun, especially if you have small children like myself and you your baby's asleep in the pram and you have to walk past it. And it's not it's not very much it's not very much not very much chopping there. It's not very good. And news number three, Tokyo reports in 2,392, you know what this article is, I'm not going to touch it, I, we, not, we don't talk about this on this podcast, we don't talk about this negative stuff, I'm going to skip that and let's go quickly find another number three, uh, yeah, this was a good one, Suntory eases shipping restriction on whiskies after 11 years, yay! If you've ever had Japanese whiskey, and I'm pretty sure you have, you wouldn't be listening to me if you didn't. Suntory, Nikko, uh, they make some of the best whiskies in the world. They actually have a lot of uh, awards for the best whiskies in the world. So Suntory, they're going to ease shipping restrictions on most of their whiskey products for the first time in 11 years. So, yeah, Japan, Japanese are like really strict with some of their export products. They don't want to export it because they want to keep it... Uh, Japanese only, <clears throat> not just Japanese only, but they want to not saturate or dilute the market. So that's really cool. Suntory is like, okay, we're going to ease restrictions. We're going to let people start shipping this around the world and get that whiskey out there, which is fantastic. If I was still drinking, I'd be getting myself a bottle, but no, I don't drink. I quit. It's the best thing ever. So that is Japan news number one, number two, and number three. We are going to go for a quick little break here, but not too long. So just wait one second. We'll be back in one second. Welcome, listeners. Let's take a journey into the virtual world. So that's something different. Like I mentioned earlier, is we're going to do a virtual tour of a candy shop in Japan. Since a lot of people are on lockdown, again, I thought I'd do a self-imposed lockdown and not go out, but give you a virtual tour of a candy shop in Tokyo. So today we're gonna go to the Morinaga candy shop in Chiodaku in Tokyo. Chiodaku is the most expensive area in Tokyo to live. It's right next to the Imperial Palace in the center of Tokyo. It's surrounded by like uh, areas such as Ningencho and Kabukayabacho, Tokyo stations close by. So it's a very prestigious and rich area. We're going to do a virtual tour of the Morinaga candy shop there. I mentioned Morinaga before in our 2020 best Japanese candy countdown. Morinaga makes some top quality Japanese candy and chocolate mainly chocolate i think they're most famous for but um they do have some candy as well so here we are on our virtual tour of the morinaga candy shop so starting off we're outside wow it's a pretty fancy looking shop what's that say kanji tokyo pokari usu to i don't know you can read half of that but yeah man it's a fancy looking shop it's got these pink and white, pink and light pink stripes and donuts and candy pictures everywhere and a little vending machine there. Alright, so straight up, let's go inside and have a look. What's here? Alright, so at the door, we've got a lot of stuff. Ramen, Pocky. Oh yeah, my favourite little friend there, the chocolate board. Chocolate board. 
Alright, oh here we are. Straight off and right near the front door in this virtual tour is the pandas. The Tokyo Ueno, Tokyo Ueno pandas, souvenirs, like snacks, chocolate, candy, plush toys, key rings. Um, <clears throat> again, if you've been to Tokyo, if you know anything, know much about Tokyo, like especially Ueno area, Ueno is where the zoo is. Um, it's famous for pandas. It's got the panda bridge going over the road. Um, it's got a massive big plastic panda inside this big Perspex case there. It's quite a popular thing, and pandas are very, very popular in Japan. People love the panda. They love it. So right here at the door, there's a panda display. You've got little panda key rings. It's Masukoto. Mascoto. Mascot. So your panda mascot key ring. It's about 660 yen. You're like, oh man, look at that. They got a little, they got a Pikachu. They got a Pikachu panda. That's so cool. And we got the pandas. Fine chocolate. Very nice. And this little fancy panda pot for cookies or candy. That's pretty cool, man. If you're a big panda fan, yeah, that's something to definitely check out. Let's go for a wander over this way. And we just quickly, oh yeah, Dars. Dars makes some famous stuff too here. I should know more about my candy by now, come on. Oh, here we go. The Ramane. This display here, it's a choco bird. It's got a lot of stuff going on here. We've got some Morinaga chocolate and candy. We've got, oh, there's a big rugby ball. It says a rugby promo. Oh, there's a bulk box of, there's a bulk box of the choco birds. That's pretty cool. What are they? Are they choco birds? I'll come back to that. And next to that's a Ramane. Ramane is, um, <clears throat> Rumney is like a soda flavored candy, but also a soda drink. Um, it's famous because the Ramenay glass bottle initially had a marble stopper in the top. So you'd open the bottle, push the marble down, and when you drink, the marble would move up and down in the specially shaped neck of the bottle, allowing the Ramenay to come out so you can drink it, but also sealing the bottle when you're not drinking it. So the Ramenay famous ramen candy copies that model minus the marble but it, the bottle shape is the same the plastic bottle shape is the same it's the same color the candy is the same taste as the ramen soda it's it's quite nice it's it's different it's different it's, it is quite nice it's something i don't really go for all the time but it's nice and over here next to that what is this what is that Oh, got some famous, oh, got some fancy Epicen chocolates. Nice. Strawberry chocolate. Oh, it is too. This is the Epicen chocolate flavored. Okay. This one's a bit of a tricky one. Chocolate flavored shrimp. Cookies. Oh, it's snacks. So it's a little snack cookie thing in the shape of a shrimp or a prawn, whatever you want to call it. And it's coated in chocolate. So it tastes like a prawn coated in chocolate or a shrimp coated in chocolate. Um, Ebisun is another one of those ones which is pretty famous, very popular here in Tokyo among the Japanese. They like it. I've never been, I've never really been a big fan of chocolate and seafood mixed together, but each to their own. Right. Um, now that is really random, man. There's this weird display here. Ah, okay, I got it. There's this famous Japanese comedian, uh, I think it's Ken, Kenzo, Kendo, Kenno. 
I can't remember his name. I'm really sorry I should have researched that a bit. But he's the Chuckle Bird uh, mascot. And this display is pretty out there, dude. He's got a copy of his face in a gold Choco Bird mask thing. And then it looks like it has a Smap Boys with an apple, which seems to be leaking apple juice. And it says, was that Juicy Juicy? Juicy Juicy. Okay. That's really random. They've got the. They've got the. Oh, Kendall! Kendall! Itch, itchy. Ah, I remember, can't remember his name. It's so close. I did a TV show once. I do a little bit of acting here as an extra in TV shows and movies, and he was the main star of this. I remember I met him. He was chain smoking like a beast. But, um, yeah, so. Um, it's him and his chocolate bird mascot golden mask right next to the Smap Boys promoting a Haichu. Pretty interesting display choice. And right next to that is even more ramen -e. It just doesn't stop. There's ramen -e everywhere. I think the person who runs his shop loves their ramen -e. And yeah, and pretty much next to that is this huge 50th anniversary display for Chocoberta again. Man, you're great, Chocoberta. I love you. You're fantastic. It's a really cute mascot, guys. You definitely gotta check it out. And at this display, they're selling the Choco Bird 5-packs, which is really good. It's really cool. 50th anniversary 5-pack. You've got your original, you got your two packs of original Chocos, so chocolate flavored. Then you've got a pack of your strawberry, strawberry Choco Ball and Choco Bird Choco Ball. Uh, what's that, a caramel chocolate one? And it's an oh, Easter one. There's an Easter flavored one here too. Kyo yo. Easter, okay. Whatever flavor that is. Man, I should get better. I should study more Japanese. That's terrible. So, it just doesn't stop, guys. With the Choco Ball and the uh, ramen -e, nearly everywhere I turn is just Choco Ball and ramen -e. Choco Ball and ramen -e. is it, Again, is a massive Choco Ball, Choco Ball bird. And he's got some display case going on. Oh, man, I think he's selling cereal. It looks like Choco Ball cereal. That's pretty cool. So this is a really big candy shop, guys. This is um, there's so much to see in here. It's pretty huge. Over here we've got a ah, this is pretty groovy. They've, inside the Morinaga candy sh candy shop, they actually it's sort of like a cafe cross candy shop. They got a vending machine that sells hot snacks and desserts. So you um, go up to the vending machine, <clears throat> you put your money in, press the ticket. You get your ticket, you go to the counter, and they give you what you bought from the vending machine so they don't have to handle cash. They were doing this way, way before the um, current world situation. But um, yeah, this is a pretty fancy looking machine. And what has caught my eye straight away is the Hot Snacks Jagobi. Jagobi make these, Jagobi make snacks, like chip snacks. They're crunchy, um, different flavors like vegetable, uh, salt, cheese flavored these little cups but these ones are hot ones so it's pretty much hot chips but with the jaggedy flavor and i'm definitely going to get some of those when i go there that looks really really good love the jaggedy these are the type of munchies where once you start munching you can't stop they're very very moorish in the same vending machine you've got the uh desserts you got ice creams oh, you got big packs of chips of gravy these big long special fry things they have in Japan. Ah man, Japanese food is so good. 
the snack food is almost as good as the good real food. And again, chocolate ball. So we, we can't get away from the chocolate ball. Oh, this one is really cool. I despise this one. I wanted to have a look at it again. This is a triple flavored big box of chocolate ball. So you've got grape flavored chocolate ball, strawberry flavored chocolate ball, and chocolate flavored chocolate ball, all in a big box all together. I'm assuming they're all different. <laughs> they're all like, um, they're not all mixed together. There might be three packets inside. Uh, yeah, but that's pretty cool. And again, each box has like a different design. That's pretty cool. I like it how it's the same product, but lots of different designs in Japan. It keeps you entertained. Back to the Jagabi quickly. If you buy a cup of Jagabi chips from a Kamini or from any shop here, the Japanese love their artwork, love their anime. They go right out with their product labeling it's, it's fantastic I love it which is another reason why Japanese snacks and candy are so popular on the back of the Jagabi cups where the barcode is Jagabi take it one step over and actually incorporate the barcode into the design process the Jagabi use a giraffe I think it's called a kitten uh, yeah they use a giraffe as a mascot and the giraffe is incorporated into the barcode is in ways like the giraffe will, its neck will be part of the barcode and the other part of the barcode will be like reeds or bamboo getting pushed down and the giraffe's eating something. Or like the stick figures in the barcode which are playing with the giraffe or something like that. It's always entertaining, it's always different each month. So keep your eye on that if you ever buy any Jagabi here or if you ever get any from the Tokyo Munchies shop. So moving on, next to that vending machine is the medallion vending machine. Another super popular thing here in Japan, medallions. So you can get a medallion for pretty much anything, anywhere, everywhere here in Japan. You go to the Tokyo Tower, there's a medallion machine. You put in your 100 yen, you press a button, you can choose a design. You can have your name written on it sometimes too in Japanese, katakana. Or you can have English written on there sometimes. <clears throat> you get a little medallion. You can wear it around your neck, you can hang it off your smartphone, you can just put it in your pocket, put it in your keyring, something like that. We've got the chocolate ball medallion, one piece for 100 yen. You put your 100 yen in, you press the button, you can watch the little window, it shows you your medallion getting stamped and then dropped out through the slot. So there you go, you can get yourself a chocolate ball medallion while you're here. I'm going to just take a step back and have a look at this. Yep, it is just chocker block full of chocker ball. There's chocker ball everywhere. There's chocker ball everywhere. And if it's not chocker ball, it's ramen. Yeah, yeah finally. Oh, something a bit different. Haichu. Okay, so there are nice haichus over here. Haichu are fantastic. Another great candy. Super popular, super famous in America. I didn't, wasn't aware of that until about 10 years ago, and I. Saw a lot of college teams and American football teams love their high chews. It's never too early. It's, it's, it's often too late, but it's never too early. The Choco Ball Happy Valentine's Day. It started, guys. Valentine's Day advertising has started. You can get in this shop special Happy Valentine's Day Choco Ball gift sets for that special someone in your life. Beautiful design little box of a big love heart happy valentine's day and the chocolate ball mascot all over there looking all ganky or smiley that's cool next to that we have the jagger uh, more jagger oh jagger five flavor boxes nice 
Oh, and they also had the Calbee chocolate potato chips. They're great. Never thought I'd ever say that, but they, they are really, really good. You got potato chips covered in chocolate. It's something different. It's really, really good, though. I love it. If you ever get a chance to try it, definitely try it. Um, guys, I could spend all day in this virtual store doing this virtual tour. I've uh, got more choco ball over here. It's banana flavored choco ball. That looks good. I think we're gonna have to get out of here soon because this is just making me really hungry. What else do we have? One last thing. Oh, the Tokyo Peanut Mania. Peanut matey, peanut mania. Little choc, oh, little peanut fudge, chocolate peanut fudge, caramel chocolate peanut fudge. Whoa, that looks really good. Ah. Yeah, anyway, so I'm gonna go for a wonder, I think. Oh man, there's a machine here you can watch them making chips for you too. Like potato chips. This store has pretty much everything you can. Oh, last one. The pandas. Back to the pandas. Special white and. white and. bitter box. Ooh, this is an expensive one, man. 2,160 yen, so it's $21, $22 roughly, um, for 12 pieces, and it's a white and bitter panda chocolates, and the little pandas, the chocolates actually have little pandas on them, like they've made, okay, I'll try to explain this, so it's a, it's a block of, a little block of black chocolate, or dark chocolate, and then it's a little pillow of white chocolate on top, and then on top of that, drawn on the chocolate with drawn on the white chocolate with milk chocolate is a panda in different poses. So there's a panda laying face down, you can see its butt sticking up, the panda laying on its back with its arms out, smiling, the panda laying on its back with its arms out, scared, <laughs> surprised, there's all different ones, and there's a mystery one too. So yeah, wow man, um, I don't think I'd be buying that, but yeah, that's good value. And. I think that will do with our virtual tour of the Morinaga candy shop. I hope you enjoyed the virtual tour here today, guys. If you're ever in Tokyo, definitely go check out the Morinaga candy shop in Chiodaku. It's worth a visit. I'll be virtually going to another candy shop in the next podcast, and hopefully it'll be on time next week. Um, so let's wrap this podcast up. I'd just like to say uh, again, a happy new year's to everybody. All the best for 2021. Let's all work together to have a great year. Um, this is Carl from Tokyo Munchies signing off. If you got the munchies, we've got the munchies. Tokyo Munchies, come get some.